1: Hello, it's Friday the 9th of February. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I've already showed myself a blue card. Welcome back to Papercuts, the modern newspaper review, where we decant a full-bodied bottle of news into a cut glass decanter on a silver tray. Then we serve it up alongside a fun bucket of twiglets to you, the listeners, because we love you. And if you love us back, then why not join the Papercuts supporters club? We're on a supporter's drive at the moment because times are hard and bills are high and we want to continue to pay everyone at Papercuts Towers a proper decent wage. Plus, Jason Hazley's hair gel is awfully dear. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> it looks lovely. If you can spare just £3 a month, then you'll get extra stories and ad-free episodes plus a shout out on the show. Also, you'll get a warm feeling of super smuggery, knowing that you're not only helping us to keep going, but you're thumbing your nose at big media by doing so. We're aiming for 500 followers, and if we get that, then we might do something special and supporters only with you all. So why not join the Papercut Supporters Club? Just go to the show notes and click on the link that says back.papercutshow.com. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Green meanies. Labour has reduced the amount it's pledging to spend on green investment. Keep your mouth shut. Boffins warn of cyber attack by your toothbrush. And tricky coffee order. Vogue gets 40 famous women into the same room for a pick. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we never mix up politicians' names because we call them all the same thing. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me today is host of Pod Save the UK. It's Coco Khan. Hi,
0: Miranda. Hiya. Hiya.
1: And also with us is gag writer for organisms as varied as Paddington and Charlie Brooker. It's Jason Hazley. Hi, Jason.
2: Can I be very clear, Miranda? Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So what have we got on the front pages today? Coco, what have you got? So today on the front page of The Guardian, we've got fury as Starmer stages U-turn on 28 billion green investment pledge. On the eye, they're going with the post office scandal so it says post office admits second IT scandal may be linked to wrongful prosecutions.
2: A story which I think was in The Guardian about a week and a half ago, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, and the end, The eye have been leading with it for quite, they've been
1: pushing it quite a while, I have to say.
2: Do they Do they think nobody can hear their front pages? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, can I say it again? <laughs> well, see, they always say, if you want to get a message across, say it three times, right? Yeah, true, so, yeah. you know. Um, on The Telegraph, though, they're going with Biden can't remember when he was vice president. Bit harsh. Um, and on The Times, again, we've got this Starmer story. Starmer angers left with Labour's green reversal. And we've got a picture of the Queen with a nice umbrella. I have to say, I like that umbrella.
2: She's yeah, got a, She's wow. got a
1: cool see-through umbrella, which is the only umbrella anyone should ever have. Really? Yeah. 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 For yeah. the paps. Yeah. Um, what do you have, Jason?
2: I've got... Well, first of all, let's just uh, make, make it absolutely clear that the front page of The Express does not matter. Um, <laughs> front page of the Daily Mail. Can you ever believe a word Sir U-Turn says? I don't think Sir U-Turn is the sick burn that uh, the Mail thinks it is there. Who are um, they
1: talking about?
2: They're talking about Sir U-Turn Starmer. Ah, oh, OK. And his green U-Turn, Sir U-Turn. <laughs> um, the Mirror has gone with Nation in Decay, which is about the number of children having teeth pulled in hospital. 48,000 last year. This is not a nice story.
1: Not
2: at all. Um, The Sun, uh, to cheer us up, after VAR fars, a balmy blue sin bin card under the headline "Blue What?" What? Now this is about the International Football Association saying they're going to introduce a third card to add to the red and the yellow, which is going to basically say it's it's effectively the equivalent of what now at school is a timeout card. It's like it's go and go and sit in the timeout corner for a bit for ten minutes and then come back here when you can behave.
1: Yeah, go and sit on the stairs for a while. Yeah. and then out.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's the it's the very lowest of the naughty steps now. Okay. Um, and on the front page of the Daily Star, altogether. Together now, proud (laughs) to love animals. animals. We have (laughs) we have Paul Gambaccini. I'm at war with frisky foxes. BBC DJs rant after they whittle on his favourite quality (laughs) newspaper, and it's not even the Daily Star. Says the Daily Star.
1: Yeah, the foxes would never dare, would they? Not on the Star. Um, Look, let's have a quick look at that Biden story, which is on the front page of the Telegraph and the Times. Shall Mm. we? Jason, what is going on with this?
2: What's going on with this is that, OK, the, the first thing to say is that these are probably the worst headlines of Biden's presidency. Mm. In fact, I can't. They are. They are the worst headlines of Biden's presidency. Biden can't remember when he was vice president, says the Telegraph. Um, the, the fact is that nobody is reporting this story with the, the accuracy that it deserves. And there's a reason for that. So here we go. You remember that Donald Trump f- was found to have over 300 documents uh, in bathrooms in other places in Mar-a-Lago, which were classified and he shouldn't have taken. Yeah, um, And he's on 40 federal indictment counts for that. So it was suggested that other people, other presidents' uh, bathrooms were looked at and whatever else. In a garage in Delaware, in an office that uh, Joe Biden used, they found fewer than 20 documents um Now, Biden asked for this to happen. He said, "Go and search, let's make sure this is all above board and clear and transparent and the special counsel who uh ran this investigation is a guy called Robert Hur, no relation to ben um <laughs> wrote a three hundred and forty five page account of this, and at one point in this account, he said, We don't think we will bring charges against President Biden." Mm. But if we did and then went into speculation mode, we suspect that Mr. Biden would likely present himself to us, uh, to a jury, as he did during our interview with him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory.
1: Mm, which is some shade.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. That's extraordinary. This mm. is an absolute fucking drive-by on Joe Biden from this Republican Trump-appointed uh, special counsel. Um. And of course, that's become the headline.
1: There is the problem with that, though, isn't there? Because in the Telegraph, so this is obviously a drive by insult, but it's an insult that kind of landed. That's the problem, yes. because there's a lot of recent, le- recently Biden has got mixed up. He's got Mitterrand mixed up. He meant Macron yeah. and he's he's made a bit of a mistake and it, it does land, doesn't it?
0: There's been a lot of focusing on his use of cue cards I mean, I, think, I personally I think a cue card is a great idea.
1: The main <laughs> thing about cue cards is you can
0: kind of bang them on a the table. They look really <laughs> official. Yeah. So I, I feel like people are now looking into evidence of this uh, capacity loss mm. and things that could ostensibly very be a very good idea a useful thing like a cue card I stand by them are being taken um yeah as evidence and being held against him so it's it's a, it's an unwinnable situation for him
1: yeah and it's also i mean obviously being seized on by trump supporters although trump i have to say he's constantly making mistakes but because he's trump everybody lets him off because they go hey he's that kind of guy well except
2: so Nikki Haley who was running against him as uh, in the Republican primaries was she was making the equivalence exactly between Trump and Biden and saying we don't need another old man in the mm. white house. So she was you know she was saying that the two of them have uh, both have difficulties. Yeah. But Trump's are fundamentally worse than Biden's frankly because Trump is not only does he confuse he is confused um, he's confused Biden with Obama about seven times in the last few months,
1: and he also confused bleach with some,
0: you know, with a vaccine. Yes, <laughs> during um, COVID. He, uh, and his he... confidential documents, he gives them out to people from the golf yes, club. Yes, it was showing like... it was showing,
2: <laughs> showing people like nuclear secrets and stuff. Yeah.
1: Now, on most of the front pages today is a story that Labour have gone back on their 2021 pledge to spend £28 billion a year on green investment. They've scaled it back to under £15 billion a year. Coco, why is this front page news? I just want to point out Labour aren't in power.
0: <laughs> well, it is front page news because it was Labour's flagship policy. It's what most people got excited about and it felt like it was an actual solution to the mess that we're in because it's not only good for the planet but it will also enhance productivity get jobs get the economy going it all makes sense so when you see that reduced by nearly half it stands to reason that you might go well does that mean the productivity will only go up by half or be halved or whatever it might be um and then you start to have this vision of a future that's not quite different to this one so that's disappointing for voters um Also internally in the Labour Party, it's been a bit of a nightmare for Starmer because there's plenty of people that don't agree. Many of his own MPs don't agree. Trade unions don't agree. uh, Climate activists and climate organisations don't agree. And I think there's a concern that ultimately his desire to always be seen as making sensible fiscal policies is essentially reproducing Tory fiscal policies. And that's not what voters want. They want to change. They want the taps on. We're thirsty. Everybody needs a nice drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it does seem very, like, as a potential Labour voter, as a as a
1: probable Labour voter. Let's say it does seem a bit like, oh, okay. I want to feel optimistic, and every time you say something, it makes you kind of reduce the optimism.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you put it quite well when you said you want to look forward to Labour, but they are telling you don't, don't look forward to any of it. And and <laughs> I I do understand the integrity aspect of it, but at the same time. You know, also as a probable Labour voter, oh come on, man. Just yeah. give me something. Yeah. Anything. Give like me something jolly.
2: <laughs> well, is is the calculus, I wonder, that basically at the moment, if the Labour Party just said just anything but this, then they think they can win effectively. And at the moment in the polls, they are winning. So if they start making promises that people can pick apart. Um so now the Tory party can't come after them with this number anymore even though I suspect I suspect they will end up spending this money. But it's money. weird because they're
0: so scared of the Tory party and they're not scared of voters. Like mm. they're obsessed with what would the Tories say but what about us? We're the voters yeah, yeah. and we want something to hope for and yeah. be invested in. Yeah, I am I'm, I'm I was disappointed on a personal note. Mm. I, I... Um the
1: angles on each from each paper are very different, aren't they, Jason? Yeah,
2: they are. So the Guardian goes straightforward. Labor has cut its green investment plans because the timeline of the decisions. Um it manages to get Fury and Furious Starmer stages U-turn. Um The Times uses the word abandoned, so Keir Starmer has abandoned the Labour pledge. The telegraph completely ignores the environmental angle because so do its readers.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and instead goes for Rachel Reeves's humiliation of Ed Miliband shows where power lies in Labour Party. Like anybody gives a fuck about that yeah, who reads yeah. the telegraph. Yeah. Um, and it's another kicking for a, a Miliband, of course. And the mail goes with that, can you ever believe a word? So a U-turn says, Keir Starmer was facing a credibility crisis last night. I, I love that, the last night bit. I mean, it's, it always happens because then, then you have an image of, in your head of him getting in and saying, <laughs> hello, Victoria, I'm home. She's is darling, come and sit down. I'll make you a cup of tea before you face your credibility crisis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's weird because in the end, it's the Guardian and the mail sound Quite similar, yes. but for different reasons. So the male is going, "Whoa, he's flip flopping. He's all, he's done a U turn. How rubbish!" And the guardian is kind of going,
0: "Oh, he's done a U turn. How rubbish." I do find it interesting the 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 moniker Sir U turn or Captain U turn because that was Boris Johnson's. Then it became Richard. It was Captain Hindsight, wasn't was it? it? Was Captain Hindsight? Yes, yeah. you are right. I, I just I'm, I'm curious to see what the next ones are because they're really they're
2: getting worse. They're getting... So U-turn doesn't even scan properly, does it? You know, you can't, there's no fun you can have with that. Vice Admiral flip-flop, on the other (laughs) hand, that goes.
1: (laughs) Now, in The Independent, there is quite an astonishing story about, of all things, electric toothbrushes. By the end of this story, you will never look at your toothbrush in the same way again, will you, Jason? No. (laughs) What is this story? What's going
2: on here? Well, so Swiss security um, researchers, cyber security researchers, in other words, chock scoffing boffins, um, have warned that electric toothbrushes can be hacked and then used... To mount, I know it's ridiculous, and then used to mount a thing called uh, a DDoS attack, a distributed denial of service attack, which overloads websites and crashes them. <laughs> Sorry, it, now I know it sounds ridiculous, but but the thing is, because toothbrushes. Now, I got a new toothbrush a while ago, and it and it came with an app, and I thought, I'm not, you're not fucking talking to my <laughs> phone. I'm not having this. Um, so. I've turned that off. But effectively, you can have, like most things in, in your home now, if you buy a new one, it's probably online. <laughs> so you can use even the small amount of processing power in an electric toothbrush to add to a DDoS attack. Because you just need lots of these um, attacks coming at one website from multiple directions. That's okay. how it works. So it could happen. Now, when I first read the story, I thought it had happened, which yeah. is a lot more frightening.
0: <laughs> yeah, Yeah,
2: um, it's a
1: hypothetical scenario. <laughs> Apparently.
2: It's a hypothetical scenario, but you've got lots of stuff in your home, which is online now. And yeah. there there was, there was a really very alarming story indeed um, in uh, about five years ago in the Washington Post about a mum whose young kid, I think the kid was about three, was asleep and came downstairs and said, Mummy, there's a monster in my room. And so mummy came upstairs and said, no, darling, there's not a monster in your room. Look, look, go back to bed. And then the kid came downstairs again and said the same thing. There's a monster in my room, mummy. And it turned out some guy had hacked the fucking baby monitor. Uh... And was frightening this kid.
1: Yeah, so horrible. I mean, I have to say, when I read about the cyber toothbrush attack, Mm. and that they were all going to be... (laughs) Cyber toothbrush.
2: That's a new Marvel character, surely. But also
1: because of the nature of the way a toothbrush looks, with its little round, like, you know, kind of head, I thought, oh, they're going to wake up and stop marching. (laughs) (laughs) Because they don't quite like people. (laughs) and There will be an entire march of the cyber. Mm. I mean, I'm aware that skirting
2: boards shiny.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm aware this is not going to happen. Yeah, this (laughs) is not going to happen. But anyway, in my head, that's how that's how it happened. But there are. I mean, you know, there is. There are a lot of smart devices now, aren't there? Webcams, baby monitors, doorbells, Mm -hmm. and also now things like fridges that can talk to you. And apparently, um, there's going to be new smart things such as pillows and mirrors.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, because the mirrors give you affirmations, don't they? You're beautiful. You're okay. Oh,
1: my God. Just put a filter on it. Like, <laughs> what, is, what you need
2: is a mirror with just you, Vaseline. <laughs> what is this What is this world we're building for paranoid people? It's, know, terrible. it's terrible. Yeah. My next door neighbour, uh, three nights ago, she was standing on her front doorstep ringing the doorbell because she wanted her 17-year-old son to let her in. And the doorbell was saying, we're really sorry, we don't want to do any transactions on the doorstep. She had no idea where this had come from. Her son, who was indoors, had no idea where that had come from. Wow. So has she got a sentient doorbell now that
1: And also a sentient doorbell that doesn't recognise her. Yeah. Which is a bit it's not off, great, is it? isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's locking yourself crazy. out of your own
2: house. You wait till your pillow doesn't recognise you. The fucking trouble we're in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, Coco, you have written about smart, yes, tech, haven't you?
0: Yeah. I'm 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 very 2024 Luddite about this whole thing. Because I think my toothbrush is fine without the app, do you know what I mean? Anyway, I looked into it because there had been a number of reports about women whose stalkerish exes had used smart tech to essentially torment them. So, for Mm. example, they would turn the heating down so they were cold and Uh, they didn't understand why. They'd turn the lights off and on, things like that. That's
1: gaslighting. That's the original gaslighting. The original
0: gaslighting, exactly. And so there had been a number of these uh, reports about smart tech being used in domestic violence and and, and emotional abuse. So I started looking into it and the, the bottom line is is that there's not really any mandatory protocols around smart technology and I guess you could even extend it to AI. So these products are released into the world without any proper checking beyond like fire safety or, or whatever it is about how nefarious people might use it. And it's just this is a problem that's going to keep coming, basically.
1: It's just, well, that's like the Internet, isn't it? So it's yeah. just
0: the Internet. But now
1: the, the Internet, it's expanded to your toothbrush. Yes, that's, that's exactly it. It's the Internet, internet in yeah. your mouth. Now, we love a cracker of a headline here at Papercuts, so much so that we've invented the UK's first and only podcast headline competition. Yes, it's time for Fix a Headline, where we find a great story without a great headline and we offer it up to you, the Papercuts listeners, so that you can give that story the header it deserves. And today we found one in the star on page 21. Staff at Starbucks are spreading a little love ahead of Valentine's Day by writing nice notes and poems on people's cups, which is very sweet of them. The headline is Cup Full of Love, but we know you can do better than that. Just send your new headline ideas to at Show on X or threads with the hashtag fix the headline, and the winner, who will win, a Papercut's t-shirt will be announced on Monday. But what about other headlines, Coco? Have we got any good ones today?
0: So in the sun, the reliable sun for a headline, they're talking about the 10-minute sin bin card and they've gone with blue, Don't know what you're doing. Blue, don't know what What you're you're doing. doing. Okay, fine. They're really milking that one, aren't they? (laughs) I just want to say, I'm really up for these cards. Oh, yeah? I think there's too much bad (laughs) behaviour on the pitch and it's about time that they were told off. Shouting at refs is not big and it's not clever. And so, it's not nice. So right. they need you in the sin bin, don't they? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Just come off and you talk, you talk yeah. to them Are you Seriously? proud of yourself? You let your team down? You let your fans down? <laughs> Is this really what you wanted? <laughs> I'll be there. I'll do it. And then we've also got later in the sun again, uh, a story about the horrendous dentist crisis and the impact it's having on children. So 600 kids a week have to have their teeth out in hospital. Oh, it's very oh. sad. And the sun have gone with a headline, Little Rotters. Oh, that's kind of good, bit, but also sad. It's a bit mean, isn't it? <laughs> good
2: headline for a bad story.
0: No, Jason, what have you got? Um,
2: what have we got today? I've got the star for you. Um, two stories you can smell. Um, one is about how younger generations... Uh, who's that? Um, <laughs> ...think they have a better way to serve up Yorkshire puddings with tinned tuna. What? So this is people taking Yorkshire <gasps> puddings and putting stuff in them, including tinned tuna, ketchup, beans... of 18 to 24-year-olds pair their Yorkshires with tuna.
0: That's That's just
1: wrong. Wild, isn't it? Yeah, that's really... I think
0: if that was a survey, they were trolling. Yeah.
2: Yeah it, yeah. yeah, it probably was a survey, wasn't it? Anyway, the headline is, you're putting me on. Yes, well, I agree. <laughs> and on page nine of The Star, we have the story that... I'm, I'm going to read how they've written it, because this is really beautifully written by Kate Nelson. Climbers on Mount Everest must now come home with a smelly souvenir, oh. their own poo.
1: What, did they just used to poo and leave? People just
2: used to shit up the mountain. So
1: rude. Wow. And leave okay. it
2: there. Um, anyway... With a little speech bubble saying "It's the plop of the world" and a picture of a mountain, the headline is <laughs> "The Himalayas." <laughs> it's the plop of the world as a one. I I didn't read down to paragraph seven of this story before, and I just have climbers will now have to buy poo bags, which will be inspected to make sure they are full when they return to base camp. Wow! Wow! This so is getting a bit. Who was that lady who used to go through poo on ITV?
1: Oh, she was awful, Gillian McKeith. Gillian McKeith, yes.
2: Mm. I'm David Badil. I'm a writer and a comedian and a Jew.
1: I'm Saeed Avarsi. I'm a businesswoman and a politician and a Muslim. Jews and
0: Muslims always seem to be in the news or on the news. Most people talk about us, and this is us talking about ourselves. The kind of things that people say don't touch, we are going to go there.
2: I mean, I think Jews and Muslims are talking about these things, but I think they're not talking about them together because they're worried that if they do, sparks might fly. A Muslim and a Jew go there.
1: Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's have a look at pretty much almost every paper at a big picture of a whole load of beautiful women gathered together by Edward Enninful, the departing editor of British Vogue. This is a large kind of black and white shot of 40 gorgeous ladies. Uh, Jason, who is in this picture?
2: Um, Ladies. (laughs) Ladies.
1: We tested you, didn't you we? You did
2: test we, me. Before yes.
1: we went on air, we tested Jason as to to name how many um, how many women he could name in this picture, and uh, you could name.
2: I think it was three or four. Three or four. and I and I missed um, the fifth one, who is a lady who my partner worked for for twelve years. <laughs>
1: You're not very good at this. I'm going, no. to, I'm going to ask Coco. Could I have, you? <laughs> I have a theory about this.
0: Coco, going to you. Who is in this picture? Well, I think the real question is, who isn't in this picture? Mm. So we've got everyone. We've got Jodie Comer, Gemma Chan, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Jane Fonda, Cara Delevingne, Laverne Cox, Dua Lipa, Noah, Naomi Campbell, Jamila Jamil. I mean, everyone's in here. Selma. Oh, oh of course. Kate Moss. And Kate Moss's daughter—is that okay? Mm-hmm. How yeah, do we I'm not feel? Sure we, we, we feeling good about that? Maya Jama, Victoria Beckham. Yeah. Um, there's just so many. I don't even know where to. I have a theory about
1: um, kind of famous, the kind of famous women who are on the front cover of Vogue. So the kind of famous pe- women who are in this picture, and it is all women kind of know these women, even if they know nothing about them, and a lot of men just don't. So if you put this picture in front of any woman, they will know a good two-thirds of the, of the women in here. It's a bit like horoscopes. Women just know other people's horoscopes. Men just don't. And that is my theory borne out.
2: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry to have helped you prove your theory correct, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, they, they are styled. I mean, I barely caught Miley Cyrus because she's styled in this very Where's glamorous, she? demure way, whereas normally she's, you know, Oh, my
1: word, yes. Anyway, if you don't know who they are, they have a kind of paint-by-numbers ID graphic. <laughs> Next to it, um, in both actually in both the Telegraph and the Sun, which is the ones that we were looking at, there are forty women here. This is Edward Enfield's last Vogue cover. He is departing as
0: editor of British Vogue. It is a power play, this, isn't it, Coco? It very much is. So these these forty women have all appeared on previous covers, and so he selected uh, some of his favourites to to appear on his final one. And the reality is is that. Edward Enneville is kind of being pushed a little bit. He's being nudged a little bit. We we think that there's some sort of power grab between him and Anna Wintour. So on his way out, he is asserting, look at everyone I know. Look mm. at every face I can pull in. I mean, if you were paying for this, which I'm sure the, no one was paid. They did it just for the kudos, really. But if you were paying for this, I mean, it would be millions Absolutely and millions, millions and millions yeah. to have all these people in one place. So mm. it's his... Uh, I I guess you'd call it like a a spicy swan song a little bit of a a jibe on his way out Um, and also it's just really smart marketing because the fact of the matter is it's been reproduced in pretty much every newspaper um, and is all over the internet and has broken the internet because there's just so many there's someone on this page that you'll love and just the 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 collection of them together is it's internet manner from heaven yes kind of I
1: mean it's it's very you know it's interesting because Vogue obviously Vogue has words and pictures right But, Mm -hmm. but the word on, is it a magazine? Yeah, <laughs> yes. it is never important. It's all about the pictures. And mm. Edward Ennafal, who was um, who's been editor for about eight years, is he knew, he understood this, so he created covers that made a big splash. One of them was Rihanna with ASAP Rocky and her baby. One of them, actually, which was only an internet cover, but I loved was Colleen Rooney. Oh, that was a fabulous one. <laughs> See, I just like the pictures, obviously. Um, But the papers just like the pictures. If you get the right shot, the papers will do this and kind of sell your magazine for you. This one is also quite interesting because these women would normally, if you got them in an ad campaign, it would cost millions. Mm. And it cost nothing. They weren't paid anything. They paid for their own flights. They probably brought their own hair and makeup, I would say. And the picture was taken in 15 minutes because the main thing that's expensive about these people is time.
2: It's a, it's a hell of a mic drop, isn't it? From yeah, it and really also,
1: is. it's a hell of a mic drop, because obviously you know, quite a lot of them are models, but not all of them. And if you were doing it yourself, 15 minutes, you'd need longer than that to have everybody have their eyes open, wouldn't you? I mean, it's just <laughs> like, you know, that's a genuine photo. It's not photoshopped, I don't think. You know, they were all there. So, you know, it is a bit, yeah, it's a mic drop.
2: I know what it reminds me of, hmm. the cover of Sgt Pepper.
1: <laughs> there you go. See? It's just the wrong people for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. So look, also in the telegraph which you have in front of you, Jason, um there is Another thing which we're very excited about. Yes. Okay. It is the results of the biscuit poll. <laughs> so we covered this in Paper Cuts on Wednesday. It was a very important biscuit poll. Is
2: this is the first two-day story for Paper Cuts.
1: Yes, it is. It's a rolling story. Wow. wow. <laughs> two-day feature. Is there going to be
2: a series up?
1: <laughs> so um, the Telegraph uh, set up an online poll. And its readers could vote either with a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Thumbs down on various biscuits, and it has now announced the winners. We have issues again, unfortunately. We were very happy with the setup of this, but we've slightly got issues with the way it's um, ended up. But anyway, who has won?
2: Well, the winner is uh, the chocolate digestive.
1: Mm, it's not a surprise. We we mm. knew that it was soaring away even on Wednesday.
2: Now we? bear in mind that we are that the. the... The constituency here is telegraph readers. Mm. But, uh, as they write, um, Reader's favourite biscuit is the chocolate digestive, an old-school classic that is not so basic as to be boring or so sophisticated as to be pretentious. Yes, they
1: weren't happy with the chocolate hobnob because
0: that was a step too far. (laughs) Was it? (laughs) Yeah. Who does the hobnob think it is?
2: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Reader Gillian Ross... (laughs) I'm going to be reading some readers' comments, oh, listeners. Reader Gillian Ross pointed out that the chocolate the digestive was the democratic everyday choice.
1: <laughs> because that's it's who democratic. they are. Democratic.
2: democratic. <laughs> how is it democratic? How is a biscuit democratic? <laughs> who
1: knows?
2: The um, second place was the shortbread. Mm, I'm yeah. fairly described by the Telegraph as one of the few genuinely tasty things to have come from Scotland. Now this, I mean, this is an alarming biscuit to have yeah. come in second place, isn't yeah. it?
1: But it was quite quite a long way. Even on Wednesday, it was doing very well. I have really? to say, why? Yeah.
0: Well, you know, they like
2: because telegraph readers, old. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and it then... is. It is kind of it is the the pensioners biscuit, isn't yes. it? It's just so dense. It's so dense, it's isn't it? So dense,
1: buttery. <laughs> number, um, number three.
2: Number three. Number three. Chocolate fingers. Yeah. Now
1: okay. I, I'm, I'm quite surprised. Yep.
2: The chocolate finger, not a tremendously exciting biscuit, says the Telegraph. Hmm. But judging by the frequency of the word cheeky in the comments, <laughs> so this is officially a cheeky biscuit.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: I'm not sure why. Is it? Do you? Can you flip a chocolate finger at someone? Is that a well, thing?
0: Well, you can dip them. And then suck the chocolate off. Oh, like you do with Mm, penguins. Yes. Yeah, and you take. That's quite fun. Or you know, with Kit Kats, you can sort of suck the tea through the thing. I'm not sure if that's what they were going for, if it's just some sort of innuendo.
1: And the losers are the ones that we thought would be the losers. I felt very sorry for the pink wafer all the way through.
2: I know the poor old pink wafer. It's it's really is it's the nan of biscuits, isn't it? (laughs) And therefore it deserves a deserves a little kindliness, you know. (laughs) Um, it's the kind of biscuit that might have trouble uh, remembering dates if it was interviewed by the uh, Department <laughs> of Justice. Uh, the party rings, obviously, because they're rubbish. Mm. Um, but the, this is, I, was, I was not happy about this. The, the bottom of the list was the Oreo. Oreos are horrible. Yeah, they're man. horrible. They're not horrible. They're yeah. fine. They're absolutely really? fine. I mean, I don't eat biscuits, but I watch people eating biscuits and they, <laughs> they look seem quite fine. nice, is that what you're saying? Um, but the Oreo, the fucking kicking that the telegraph <laughs> readers gave the Oreo, Robert T's remark is typical, ghastly American import. If we ever reach a free trade agreement with the US, I'll campaign for these to be excluded. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, I can't believe they brought Brexit in, even they to the biscuits. They managed to get Brexit
2: into biscuits, <laughs> yes. Rodney Cox noted, the overwhelming vote for the chocolate digestive and the big thumbs down for Oreo restores my faith in the common sense of the British. Oh, my, oh my God.
1: God. They are, So what they've done wrong with this, we just have to say, we having gotten very excited about the fact mm-hmm. that it was going to happen. Um, what, they should have done it on two-page spread. They've just done it on a single-page spread, and they should have just done the top ten of biscuits. Um, I mean, yes. you know, with yes. a lovely picture of each biscuit, yes. they should have done that. And then the bottom three, fair enough, and we don't need any... I mean, actually, no, let's have the readers' comments because that's quite funny. I mean,
2: they are quite funny, but this is effectively <laughs> you are trying to make biscuits um, the currency of a new culture war.
0: <laughs> well, they, didn't they have some horrible comments about Choco Leibniz, which is a superior biscuit by every measure? No, they liked the chocolate
2: oh, Leibniz. they did. Yeah.
1: It was just that um, John Ellidge pointed out that it was a Nazi
2: biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Nazi biscuit, is it? Yeah. You it can't, is.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no. I know. And that's the end of today's paper cuts. So thanks to Coco. Oh, thanks, Miranda.
2: <laughs> and thanks
1: to Jason.
2: I've been very clear, thank you. <laughs>
1: Thanks to you lovely listeners, especially our paper cut supporters who not only get to feel
0: cool and really good looking, but get a shout out on the show. Coco, who do you have? So it's a hello from me and thank you to Jun Kyung Cheng.
2: And it's hi and you are fab and when are we going for that drink, hey, Adam Beardwood?
0: (laughs) And from me, hiya, and
1: thanking you muchly to Human Cheng. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the Metro reveals that a woman has run a marathon on every single continent dressed as a different piece of fruit. Sally <laughs> <laughs> Sally Orange <laughs> has run as a peach, kiwi, pear, apple wow. and grapes, which must have been quite grapes? difficult, as well as, of course, an orange. And she has raised £800,000 for charity. She takes the pip. See you on hey. Monday.
2: <laughs> Paper Cuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Jason Hazley and Coco Khan. It was produced by Jacob Jarvis and Adam Wright, edited by Robin Lieber, with video production from Kieran Leslie and Jess Harpin. Design was by Jim Parrott, original art by Modern Toss, managing editor is Jacob Jarvis, group editor Andrew Harrison and executive producer Martin Boytosh. Paper Cuts is a Podmasters production.